there, healthy-ish listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Body and Soul podcast with me, Felicity Harley. And as this ep drops on a Friday, we do invite Ali Izzo. Actually, we don't invite her. We tell her to get in the studio and tell us and talk to us about the three hot topics of the week. And I'm not going to tell you what they are. You're going to have to wait and listen to our chat, but I do have to give you a trigger warning. We talk about disordered eating in this ep. Hello. It's healthy-ish time. Yay. (laughs) What's on your radar this week? What's on my radar? Well, I wanted to talk about this story, which I was quietly obsessed with because it it pertains to me personally, but I think it pertains to lots of people because it was our number one top trafficking story last week. It was written by a wonderful digital contributor of ours called Katie Hall. Hi, Katie, if you're listening. It's Elder's the eldest daughter syndrome. And this has been kicking around TikTok for a little while. And um, basically it's an explainer on the phenomenon and why so many people feel seen by this. And I am. Are you the eldest daughter? I am. I am. Me too. Ah, No, (laughs) this is going to be hard for both of us to hear. Um, But, you know, there is that stereotype that exists for big sisters, eldest daughters being bossy, loving to organise everything and everyone. But I think that this syndrome kind of digs into the mental load of that and why birth order does actually have these impacts and so many people can relate with, you know, being a middle child or being a younger son or being, a, in this case, an eldest daughter. Um, so it kind of digs into the downsides of being the first in the family and there's a lot of funny TikToks around it. Um, but I just think that it's, you know, the the hashtag oldest daughter has received over 330 million views. Wow. And what else is happening is that people are watching them but then then adding on the comments and being like, oh, my God, yes, me. You know, they're always the ones. These are broad-reaching, you know, stereotypes, but by and large it's the experiences of being responsible, of taking control, yes. Yes. of being brutally honest, yes. of having to plan family presence and group holidays. Absolutely. Yep, of struggling with stricter childhoods oh, yes. and lesser freedoms than their younger <laughs> siblings. You're just you're nodding. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> this is probably not a great one to listen to. <laughs> to listen no, to there's no diversity of voice Second, here. third or fourth or fifth or sixth child. <laughs> and my sister Sisters will be listening to this going, oh, shut oh, up. Oh, my sister will shut be up, like, please. shut up. You always think you're the boss, blah, blah, blah. And my brother. Shout out and to Bo. Basically, it's a um, that feeling of feeling like you're the all-round personal assistant for the whims of the now adult families, and that includes your parents. So that feeling like, I know, I will call my dad a week before my mum's birthday, and I'll be like, Dad, have you got mum a present yet? And he'll be like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, I hadn't got around to it. But, you know, and I'll be like, okay, well, then why don't you go and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Same for Christmas presents. It's all those like extra things. And I think the thing why this has been so successful is that mental load often or previously hasn't really been um, named. They're yes. putting, yeah. Giving something a name is so powerful and then everyone can feel seen. And also it's a way to have a dig at your siblings too. You know, <laughs> I, I acknowledged this to myself maybe mm. five or ten years ago and I pulled back. Really? I purposely pulled back. <gasps> you changed your eldest daughter syndrome. I you did. stepped out of it. I, I, I did. Can you do that? I thought it was like... Well, <laughs> maybe I didn't. Maybe my siblings just stepped up. Oh, I mean, that's a win too. I love that. And then I thought, oh, well, over to you guys. I mean, I do have 
I have three other siblings. I have one in France, one in Canada, one in Australia. Wow. So I feel like the French she, yes, that's you both, and the Canadian, yes, Ange, <laughs> have stepped up. I love that you're calling out your siblings in such a positive way. That's great. I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm not going to call out my sister, but if anyone knows me, <laughs> hi, hi, little sister. We still have this very same dynamic, I think, and she's very good at other Pull things. Pull back, Ellie. Maybe I need to. I need to quite quit. Yes. The eldest daughter syndrome. Do the great resignation. I hope you're so down to that. I'm just going to stop caring. Anyway, give it a read if you feel like that. Now, I just wanted to, yes, thank you for that. I wanted to (laughs) pick up on the recent chatter in the zeitgeist around this return of thin. Now, Mm -hmm. normally I tend to shy away from chatting about eating disorders because I, I just, I find it hard to talk about it. Mm. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to trigger. Yep. But I recently had Yogi Kate Kendall on the podcast who said, no, we should talk about it. Love Kate. And call out the bullshit when we see it. So, yeah. you know, I just wanted to call it out. I mean, we've had the return of the Y2K, the millennial chic and drastic celebrity weight loss a la Kim K at last mm. year's Met Gala. But mm. recently it's come up again because of the Oscars. Yes. So where it was rumoured some celebrities had weight loss injections and crashed Dieted. Now, people, not okay. No. What what happened to the body love movement? Has it gone? Well, Are I we still back there. to square one? Well, I think it's – I feel like it's still there. I mean, we did – yeah, you're right. We had body positivity and then we had body neutrality mm. and, you know, we embrace all shapes and sizes. But I feel like let's just call this out – this is not okay. Yep. What you see, the images and the messages that are flooding our feeds from the Oscars red carpet mm. or wherever it may be is not okay. Totally. It's bullshit. It is. And I think you have to be like actively aware of that mm-hmm. because it's that like subliminal messaging that was so prevalent when you and I were younger. I think growing up with those fat shaming magazine headlines and yes. articles yeah. and even TV shows that kind of contributed to that thing, it was never called out. No one ever said these people have eating disorders. We just assumed that it was easy to be that thin and that was kind of part of the appeal. Mm-hmm. Now we know it's not. If your body type is not naturally that, it's really hard to be that small in your body. Yeah. And I think we just need to keep talking about the fact that if you have to go to a lot of effort and a lot of mental strain to be that, it's not good. Like yeah. this is not a healthy thing. It's not a lot of people on the red carpet all of a sudden being very skinny. That's not a problem normal. there. Not normal. Not normal and mm-hmm. not okay. A hundred percent. I think we need to be well on top of this yep. and um, and call it out for being, yeah, concerning. It's yes. not a positive, it's not an aspirational thing. It's a concerning thing. Yeah. And we're smarter than this now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Good. Aligned. Thanks, Sally. <laughs> Tick. Tick. Okay. okay. Most click story of the week. Last story is this one, which is wild, and I swear to God it's true, but it's an as told to. So this was as told to a writer of ours, Shona Henley, and it was a friend of hers who is not named for the reason that you'll understand when I say the headline. It is, my husband bought me a gym membership for my birthday for all the wrong reasons. Now, this oh. is just an example of how it kind of plays into what you were saying. Like if weight loss is not, you know, your goal, like you shouldn't comment on other people's bodies. Yeah. You shouldn't comment on other people's fitness routines or what they eat. It's up to them. And if someone wants to make a change for their own health reasons, whatever, that's fine. But this idea of gifting someone a gym membership and, you know, for the wrong reasons, I think that's important to say because sometimes you might actually ask I, for a gym membership. I actually wouldn't mind. No, like, I personally. For the right reasons. Yeah, I'll be like if I get that fancy Pilates classes yes. like sorted for me for the rest of the year, that would be great. Absolutely. But that's different. No, this was um, 
this is a true story and it happened to a woman, let's call her Susie, and she, whilst she says and she admits freely, you know, she did gain weight during COVID, which, gosh, I mean, didn't everyone, that's totally normal, but she was surprised by her husband's gift and it did come, the problem with this is it came with the expectation that she would lose weight. Um, and she says, that, you know, she used to be really fit, she used to work out all the time, not that she needs to quantify or qualify any of this stuff but she said her habits did change and I think that you should never put your expectations of someone else's body or fitness or health goals onto them do you know what I mean like I think we're coming to a point now where it's like if someone wants to make a change they might bring it up themselves and that's a conversation starter but to give someone and you can encourage them yeah you can encourage them to like be healthy or go for a walk or you know whatever it might be but I think this thing is um a real example of men in this particular case getting it really wrong. And these comments and these things just made her feel worse. It didn't actually help. So it didn't actually take note. It didn't really help anyone in any situation. Not great for the marriage either. (laughs) Thanks, Ellie. See you next week. Bye. If this chat with Ellie and I did trigger you in any way, jump online, butterfly.org.au. You can also call them 1-800-334673. Thanks again for listening to Ali and I Babylon about stuff. If you want more info about those stories, I will leave links in the show notes. If you want anything else, podcasty, info, inspiration, go to bodyandsoul.com.au. You can follow us on social media. You can also rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until next time you listen, stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.